0: hey there this is jessica stewart and you are listening to finding your calm with your teenager episode number eight anyone out there have trouble remaining calm when dealing with your teenager i do and i did still do a lot of the time and that's what this podcast is about I truly believe that if you can remain calm with your teenager, you can pretty much remain calm in any situation. So, listen in for my tips and really practical advice for how to do this in your own life. Stay tuned. Welcome back. So glad you're here. And in my previous episodes, I've been talking about the framework of values to guide uh, finding your calm. And the C stands for connection, A is acceptance, L is love, and M is managing your emotions. So we will come back to this in more detail in some future episodes. But what I want to talk about in this episode is our relationship with our teenagers and really how we see them. And this is important because a relationship is really a collection of thoughts, about somebody else. And there is the interaction you have with another person. So a relationship is concerns both people. But because a relationship is a collection of thoughts that you have about somebody else, then you can change your relationship with somebody else by changing your thoughts about them. And this isn't always easy. And I don't want to minimize the fact that it takes some work to change your thoughts about something, but what happens before we change our thoughts about something or any situation. So really anything in our lives that we have thoughts about, which is everything. Um, what we first have to understand is what are we thinking now about them? Like don't go to, okay, this is this is where I am. I want to change it. I want to get out of this right, right away. We want to think about how we are thinking about uh, something and sit with that for a little bit before we try to change it. And the really beautiful thing is that um, changing our thoughts doesn't have to be something that it takes a lot of time, energy, and effort to do. Sometimes it can, if you have a thought that has been there for so long. Um, sometimes it can take some more effort and energy to change it. But there's some times when you get a Thought, or even just awareness of how you're thinking about something, and you can change your thought about it in an instant. And it's not like you have to change it, you just drop the thought and you think, Wow, I didn't realize I was thinking about this in that certain way. So, that's the beauty of um, life coaching and self coaching is that a coach works with you to bring awareness to your thinking that you already have. They're not going to tell you what to do, um, but they are going to ask you some questions to discover what your thoughts are currently. So what I want to focus on in this episode, particularly our relationship with our kids, is how do we see our relationship with them? And my belief and how I have noticed my relationship with my children, and it's a unique relationship, I think whether you are, you have given birth to children, whether you have adopted children, whether you have come into a care of children, um, not by either of those two ways, but any way you've become a child, uh, become a parent or a caregiver of a child and ultimately a teenager is that if you are connected with them and love them and really, um, you see that parental role in you then what happens is you start to kind of integrate them into your own being. You see the child as actually you or just an extension of you. We start this when children are born, like who do they look like? Who do they act like? Who are they, um, like where did they get that trait? um they got that from they got that from their mother, they got that from their father, they got that from their grandparents. So we start it very early and it's not wrong to look at those things. Those are all very interesting. But when we do that, we attribute everything that happens to them as a product of us as parents. Like we gave them these traits somehow and everything they do is directly related to us. And, this can become somewhat of a problem. Now, my own experience with this is anytime I would go on it, like when my kids were really, when they were really young and I did go on a few trips away from them. So I'd be on a flight and I would feel like I was missing like a part of my arm. Like I felt like they should be with me on this flight they were safe with their grandparents and I was on going on a vacation and I would just feel so disconnected from them and like I wanted them to be on the plane with me and that was part of there's nothing wrong with that I was certainly missing them but I started to think I feel like they're an actual like physical part of my body like they're not with me and my One of my arms is missing because they're not with me. I can't describe it any other way. Maybe you can relate to that. But I think that this happens if you don't describe it that way. I really think this happens so often. And you only have to look at a sporting event where you are at like a kid's sporting event to see this because when kids are playing sports and something happens to them, say they get shoved or they get a call made on them by the ref, the parents, a lot of them, act as if it's happening to them. Like, this is, this is happening to me. They feel it as if it's happening to them. And I'm not denying or discounting that anybody feels this way, but I think this just demonstrates a level of we have a great inability in many cases to separate our children from ourselves. Like we have a, an issue with recognizing that they are full autonomous human beings in their own right. They're separate from us. They are not a part of our body, even though sometimes in some cases they came through our body, they still are not a part of our body. They came through us, but they, we don't really, we don't own them. We don't, they don't uh, belong to us in that way. They're not like an extra. They're not like an arm, like of, of our body. And the the way we act about everything that they do can become that way. Like everything that's happening to them is happening to me. And this is a good thing in some ways because of our protective nature. Of course, we want to protect our children. And I'm not saying that we don't want to. That's not why I'm bringing this up. Saying, oh, you don't protect them. You don't keep them safe. You don't do all of that stuff. It's not that either or thinking. It's just understanding how we think of them and understanding that, yes, they are a fully separate human being that has their own way of being in the world and they haven't figured it out yet. And we don't even know what's right for them, even though we think we do, because it's like we're treating them as if they are just, they're just us. They're just an extension of us. So, um, What that does and how that works against us as parents and can make the parenting experience so much more difficult is that everything that they do, we attribute to us personally. At least I did for so long. Like every behavior that they have, everything that happens to them, whether it's good or it's bad, doesn't have much to do with them on their own. This is kind of way, the way my brain used to work. Everything that happened to them would, would have something to do with me. Like if something bad happened to them, if they were encountering difficulty, if they were experiencing negative emotions, if they were unhappy about something, it had to do with me and my parenting and how bad, um, bad my parenting was or how good my parenting was in that moment. And not just them as an experience of a human being all on their own. And so I think when we start to separate them from us as full human beings on their own, having their own human experience, then it can help us get a little bit of perspective with regards to our own uh, role in their lives and also the judgment that we put on ourselves for anything good or bad that happens in their lives. So their experiences or their wins or their goals that they score or their accomplishments are um, not attributed directly to us. And therefore, we can kind of um, distance ourselves from it in a bit. We can be happy for them. We uh, We can be sad for whatever they're experiencing, but we don't have to personalize it. And not taking everything personally about what our kids experience can help us to not be so up and down with the experiences that they go through in life. We can be more like, okay, this is a human experience that's happening. They lost a a, a sports game. We can kind of step back from that and realize, no, we didn't lose a sports game their team lost a sports game and then how do we help them sit with their emotions in this without making it mean something that we did or didn't do or that somebody else did something or didn't do something else it can be an experience of life that they are uh, that they're going through on their own as as full autonomous human beings that are having their own experience so what do we do with this and? How come this is so important to realize? What I want to offer here is a question that probably is the most important question I've ever asked myself with regards to any situation, not just parenting. It's like a question that, I don't know, if I could only give one question in my life to ask yourself constantly, to give you some self-awareness. And to get to the heart of what is going on with you and what you can do differently or think about differently. And it's this question is, what am I making this mean about me? We don't like to say this too much. We don't like to um, acknowledge that we are selfishly thinking about a lot of things, but this is where a lot of the struggle comes in. This is where a lot of struggle comes in with shame about all the things that we think are, are going wrong is because we are personalizing it so much and beating up ourselves so much about so many things and making everything be, be personal and making everything that is happening with other people, uh, a relationship to us and for me, this question is so life-changing because I don't want to be selfish. (laughs) Like, I think a lot of us really don't, would just would reject that. Like if somebody came up to us and said, wow, you're really selfish. You're thinking that this is all about you. And I just don't want that. And I think this is why that question has been so life-changing for me. And I don't want to tell, say say this in any sort of judgmental way, like you're being selfish, just get over it. I don't mean it that way. I just mean that when I realize about um, how I'm thinking about other people has so much to do with how I'm thinking about myself and what I'm making it mean about me, then it just takes me out of this closed off way of looking at things. I think, oh yeah, this isn't about me at all. It really isn't. This is their experience. They are going through life just as I'm going through my life, uh, having the different experiences that I'm having that really... The experiences I've had, a lot of them have had to do with my parents, but a lot of them have had nothing to do with my parents. My, my parents couldn't have had an effect on them. They couldn't have told me one thing or another to help me figure everything out. There's a lot of things that I needed to sort out on my own. And the personalizing of it and making my life at the effect of all other people, it just it's just not possible. So when I ask that question about any situation particularly a parenting situation is, oh, what am I making this mean about me? And that just takes me out of it. Then I think, oh, yeah, this isn't about me. This is about them. Then I could get out of my head enough to focus on then how can I help this person without making it mean that I have in some way failed them, messed up, done something wrong. And particularly if you have a tendency to have that be your first reaction, some people don't have that. So if this doesn't resonate with you, by all means, you can just take this podcast and just file it away as like not helpful. But if you have a tendency to kind of think everything that happens is like, oh, oh, geez, like you're hyper vigilant. What, what have I done wrong? What did I do to cause this? And that's just where my brain goes. So when I'm able to step back and say, no, what, what am I making this mean about me? Then I just get some self-awareness around that uh, situation and circumstance. So ponder that question the next time something comes up. What am I making this mean about me? I promise you that this question will be so helpful and you can do it in your head, but also it really is helpful to write it out. Because then you're not in sort of this spinning looping thing way of thinking, you can kind of get it out and understand and see it down on paper, what you're actually making something mean about yourself and about your parenting. So I hope this was helpful. And if it was helpful, if you could um, rate the podcast, if you could give feedback, if you could share the podcast, that would be so appreciated. And I will be talking in the next podcast a little bit more about our relationships with our teenagers and how we actually see them and how we actually uh, relate to them as human beings. They're actually full, autonomous human beings on their own. Imagine that. All right, take care and I will talk to you next time.